That Force Radio. That Force Radio is rated M for mature. Or should that be immature? What do you guys like on your pizza? Oh, just the regular stuff. Flies, stink bugs. It was, it was a joke. <gasps> yes, friends, the new Turbo Ginsu. Oh, it dices, it slices, and yet makes french fries in three different... Bat Force Radio, welcome to the Bat Force Radio Pizza Party in celebration of something that we never would have imagined for fucking ever, man. A childhood dream come true for anyone who is a Ninja Turtle fan as well as a Batman fan. Today, DC, in partnership with IDW, has dropped the beginning of a six-issue series. Six issues, right? Six issues, yeah. It's the Batman Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles crossover, written by James Tynan and drawn by Freddie Williams, having pizza over in Bat Force Radio tonight. Couldn't be any more appropriate. But first, all right, um, well, who the fuck's in the building? People. <laughs> People. Man, it's, it's Robin. It's what? We got Grandpa yeah. Batman, <laughs> Robo Ridge, Robin Cross, Robo Tits, LPC, uh, Trunkler's MIA right now, and uh, Bad Fan. Oh, yeah, I need to be on the show, guys. <laughs> We're all having pizza tonight. I got Legendary Roses Pizza over here um, on Metropolitan Avenue in New York City. Uh, fucking, they've been around since the 60s, 70s or something and excellent pizza uh, New York style pizza and they make one of the best eggplant parmesan dishes that I've ever had BC's it's a mom and shop joint whatever fuck it's good over in the tr- was regular pie like cheese fuck no dude I loaded up we got that bad boy we got they that blended cheese yeah tomato oh, banana peppers boom and black olives boom. Oh, oh and extra pepperoni boom. oh shit just, oh, shit. just add that grease you know because <laughs> <laughs> the rest of it wasn't a heart attack already <laughs> i'm rolling with a buffalo chicken pizza oh from, shit from tj's pizza also like a mom and pop shop Nice. Couple generations from Asbury Park, New Jersey. Yeah, it is banging. Uh. I will probably fall asleep in the next ten minutes while we're recording. <laughs> Grandpa Batman, you got uh, the barbecue sauce special on top of your uh, extra cheese. <laughs> I told my wife on Monday we're having pizza on Wednesday, <laughs> and, and you're gonna buy it. <laughs> and that's what happened. So we we use this little uh, pizzeria. Just around the the block called Marcos. Mm. Been there since about uh, 2012. Really good pizza. We we like the the thin crust with a little sausage and black olives and some Canadian bacon, mm. which is hams. So of course you know <laughs> <laughs> the pizza apologizes for just being ham. <laughs> You, you guys have a strange definition of uh, Canadian bacon. <laughs> <laughs> but, but we also go with the, the extra garlic cheese sticks. Ooh, oh, wow. It's 
heaven. Oh, nice sidekick you got with that, yeah. Let's <laughs> say, man, announce pizza on the Bad Force Radio. Everyone loses their fucking minds, man. <laughs> we do love pizza. Let's get into Batman Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And uh, first, just go through initial thoughts. Um, I guess I'll start it off. I, um, you know, I, I've been excited about this ever since they announced it. Um, and uh, I know a lot of crossovers in the 90s were a little um i don't know goofy or cheesy or corny or a little too fun or camp but i had good feelings about this one because today in comic books i think a lot of these publishers know where to not go again they know how you know with social media and sales how you really can't just put out anything for the sake of the name so i know that it had plus um with scott snyder's um I guess you could call him Apprentice, writing it. This guy's, you know, James Tynan's been doing a lot of work all over the, the place with, like, Batman Eternal and whatnot. So he, I know, I was confident in the fact that as fun as it, it, it should be and could be, it will be at least a halfway decent story. So I went into it with open minds, of course, and just going through. The first issue to me um, read very fast. It was very fast-paced. And I thought I thought it was fun as hell, personally. Um, I like the the art was pretty good. I mean, it's not the worst. It, it's not the best, but it's definitely not the worst. I think it, it works was, good for the book. It is good for the book. Yeah. I will say that in a perfect world, I feel Tyler Kirkham would have drew this book because he's just so. I mean, have you seen? At least we got the variant cover from him for uh tmnt batman he seems like someone who's just excellent at doing fight scenes or action scenes like he's been doing with deathstroke but yeah. um freddie e williams he i enjoyed it. it's very detailed um it's very comic book and especially that second and third page where each panel each panel is a different ninja turtle and it's really dark and all you could really see is the oh, color of them that I was That's like, good. yeah, I really yeah. enjoyed it. Um, but I thought oh, the artwork was a little uneven in a way. I love how he drew the Ninja Turtles, but hated how he drew Batman. Right. Even though I love what he did with the Batmobile, that thing looked fucking badass. Yeah. No, yeah, good point. Yeah, Batman is a bit. Um, he made him bulky. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's pretty. A cool. little off. Yeah. Yeah. The turtles looked the way uh, I expected them to look. Batman, yeah, we don't we don't see Batman drawn in this style very much, but it does fit with the story and uh, the unevenness. Someone mentioned, yeah, some of the panels, like the ones you mentioned, those very dark panels, uh, the the high contrast panels of of the turtles close ups, uh, a big difference from uh, from most of the other panels. But, well, then uh, I mean, yeah, yeah, he draws like the the panels with the turtles, you know very detailed very intense it's almost like they look almost like the and a little bit like the ninja turtles of old kind of mixed with the ninja turtles from the recent movie but then yeah. you have the scenes with croc and his goons going through the sewer and stuff and that looks a little campy in a way mm, yeah so he kind of flip flops back and forth and 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 is isn't as consistent as what i you know, like like you said, a Tyler Kirkham who would have really nailed down everything. But I'm not complaining about it. I'm just yeah, you know, it's not to say the art was bad. 
Right. No, no, I'm not complaining about it at all. I mean, you know, very expressive visually and everything you would expect in a mm. Ninja Turtle Batman comic. You know, they've got, they've got their, there's big fights. There's, uh, he's doing, Batman's doing some detective work. They're down in the sewers. Croc and his goons are going through the sewers and discover the, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle lair. I love and then that. You get, yeah, and then you that got Batman fits. fighting the, the Foot Clan. And is it the Foot Clan's breaking into these labs and stealing equipment, parts of a generator or something like that? Yeah, right. they're stealing yep. equipment. Right. Okay. Not weapons, but equipment, which uh, yeah. raises questions for Batman, and he's investigating. One. You know what? Um, real quick. One of these lines, um, I think the voices between Batman and the Ninja Turtles, I think it really fits their characters very well. The things you would expect them to say, it feels like it's really them and not too forced to make some kind of um, extreme story. And especially with that girl talking to Batman and she says something like, I've seen um, I've seen a lot of strange things in Gotham City, Batman, but I've never seen anything like this. And I think she was uh, talking about uh, the Ninja Turtles, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And that kind of set some somewhat of a serious tone of it all, which I like. Because like Batman, the Ninja Turtles are stealthy. They're ninjas. You know, they're warriors. They're brawlers. So That's and- what I, I liked about it is it has the blend of both. It mm-hmm. has the humor and, you know, the the excitement of how the turtles are and then, you know, Batman and his seriousness. I I, I dig it. Exactly. He still he still writes the turtles as if they're teenagers, which is very important to rem- to remember, you know, right. through a story yeah. like this. Yeah. So of course, I mean, especially the part where the guy smashes the video game, he's like, oh, <laughs> I love shit. that, dude. I was <laughs> cracking up. I love you know, the um when they paid homage to the old movie because um, over here they ordered a pizza. The Ninja Turtles ordered a pizza and got them, but they didn't leave an address, but more like a cross street. And they left a note on the lamppost, <laughs> which said, leave it on the street with like, yeah. um, looks like a $20 bill or something attached to it. So, yeah. so Ninja Turtles, the guy yes. leaves the pizza there. Raphael is trying to grab it, and he takes his sigh and stabs the box from <laughs> from the sewer grate to pull it down under. And I'm like, and they're all awesome. arguing between themselves. That and felt so like, right. Yeah, he's like, okay, I have an update. I can't reach it. <laughs> it's just like stupid. It's so great. And then we go back to the Batcave. We got a brand new Batmobile. Nice design. Um, and what's really cool is. Uh, well, uh, Alfred's talking to Bruce Wayne in the Batcave, and Alfred mentions how um, Bruce tries to keep himself extra busy with new projects as the anniversary date of his parents' death parents approaches. Dying, right? Yeah. right. So already, Tynan's already setting this very um, solemn tone as well. You know, he has different elements. He has humor, he has action, and he has um, sadness in, in it as well. So. Um, I really like what he's doing here. I liked how Tenon kind of included, you know, this element of Bruce, Bruce's, you know, past and history. And I, I can't remember the exact story, but I remember another story where it talks about, you know, the time frame leading up to the anniversary of, you know, his parents' death and how, you know, just like how Tenon writes in this, he gets himself involved, so it takes his mind off of a. But he turns into a bigger asshole the closer it gets to, you know, the anniversary of his parents' death. And, I mean, right. Tenon picked up on that 
perfect. And there was even a mention of Damian Wayne in this book as well. I, I was just going to mention that, that he's away on uh, on a mission. We flip over and we see Killer Croc. You know, I was really happy that they did this because I even said earlier in the game, it would make a lot of sense if Croc was in this book as well because he is a sewer-dwelling creature. So it would just yeah. only make a lot of sense. And he seems to have acquired this... Batmobile tracking device that he said he paid like 80 grand for so <laughs> he really wants that car <laughs> <You know? laughs> to break it down for parts because he said it, <clears throat> it will get him all kinds of money yeah and that's kind of cool because it's more raw street level croc you know like I think yeah. we've been so used to all these high you know complex characteristics of villains today that we forgot about the old street level stuff where you would have killer croc trying to track down the batmobile and break it down for parts you know like, doesn't that kind of sound a little bit like tie into hush a little bit you know how at the beginning of hush he's after basically that kid so many goddamn toys mother this is batman villains aka the trunkler keep that shit locked on bad force radio What's about that, that beaver pizza? Yeah, that beautiful oh, yeah. Windsor beaver pizza. Yeah, it's from a place called Sarducci's Pizza. It's a, a local owned place about two blocks away from me. It's been there probably longer than I've been alive. But uh, yeah, it's massive pieces of beaver and caribou. Hmm. But not really. Uh, I, I kept it simple. It's just uh, feta and black olives. Oh. Damn. Feta boy. <laughs> Love feta. Uh, I'm having... Uh, two slices from a place called Old World Deli um, in Upland, California. There's also one in Covina, California. And it's just pretty much, I mean, it's not exactly like New York style. I mean, it is New York style, but I wouldn't say it's like just like New York. Uh, but it's pretty close. As close as you can probably get to it in California. I'm having a slice of the cheese, and I'm having a slice of uh, pepperoni and uh, sausage. And perp, uh, purple, purple uh, our girl Perp, just said through California. I'm assuming with pizza. Uh, she's from New York, right? <laughs> Purple hands? Yes. That's Jersey. You got the perps? She's from Jersey? I believe so. Tom, you're not having that in and out pizza? The in and out pizza? <laughs> 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 you, you're, you're keeping it light with just a slice of each, huh? I'm I'm already six slices deep over here. Oh, <laughs> Fuck, I already fell asleep from the, the <laughs> earlier fucking city. <laughs> hey, Perp, can you hear the rest of Bad Force? Let me know if you can. Rafona, Rafona just asked, so what is Bad Force Radio? Basically, let me give you a visual of what it is. It's, uh, it's the link. six guys, six fat guys on their laptops, uh, <laughs> talking on Skype, recording it, eating pizza, talking comics. And Batman specifically. It's, it's nine adults trying to act like fucking Yeah, adults. like what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Where to go with that? JP got his issue today. He's waiting to put his son down to read it. Where were we? We, we were at the part where uh, Croc was going through the sewers with his henchmen and stumbles upon uh, the Ninja Turtles hideout. Great dialogue once again. Croc's like... I love they hide. Yeah, they're hiding. Well, you know, that's awesome because that's what they did in the cartoon as well. If you guys remember back in the 90s. Yeah. Um, whenever shit went down with like the Foot Clan or the Mousers or whatever the fuck it was, they would always hide. It's always ninja stuff, stealth with the Ninja Turtles. So Croc just barges in there and he's like, looks like some teenager's bedroom. We have like video games and pizza and... uh 
That means there's sperm everywhere. Oh. <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> Damn. Uh, I'm actually watching. Spermler. I got the uh, the old school uh, Turtles uh, cartoon on uh, on the uh, mute right now. While that's while... outstanding. Mm, yeah. That's awesome. And they're actually they're they're all sitting in their cave. And they're eating pizza now. This yeah, but what video game does Croc have in his hand? Pony racers. Jackie Blazers, <laughs> Pony Racers. Yeah, so yes. Ninja, so Ninja Turtles are hiding, and Croc discovers Michelangelo's video game called Pony Racers. And Death breaks, Laser Pony Racers, though. Death Laser Pony Racers, and he just crushes it with his hand. <laughs> <laughs> and then Michelangelo goes, no, my Pony Racers. So there was a Ghostbusters and a TMNT crossover recently, and someone said that it was Whoever yes, that is that is highly recommended. The Ghostbuster Ninja Turtle crossover was really good. And now that they're doing one with Batman, it's just really great to see how they're just keeping the Ninja Turtles so um, busy and relevant in the comic book game. Because, um, I mean, they, they've been doing really well in the cartoon as well. The Nickelodeon cartoon that they've been putting out is actually phenomenal. So if they could just get the look for the movie right, it would be perfect. But Yeah, yeah I don't like that look. Oh, I can't. How, uh, how, you know, how mixed reviews were. They, they announced it almost like within the first week of the release that it made so much money. They're like, I think it made over 200000 in the first, like, what? My brother loved it. Yeah, didn't, it I think Chris said it was good too, right, LBC? Yeah, it wasn't that bad. I think uh, Shredder wasn't like the best part of it, honestly. Yeah, I mean, it was, I like, it was like an Iron Man, like uh, Swiss Army knife, basically, is what Shredder turned out to be. Uh, going back, uh, one thing I really liked was when um, the Foot Clan was breaking into that lab. But <laughs> Batman basically um, projects holograms that appear to be lab workers, where the Foot Clan um, attacks them and finds out that um, it was kind of a, a ruse to get them in, and then Batman just they appears. Set up. Yeah, sets them up, and he has questions. I love it. Batman just going at the Foot Clan. So already, this crossover is just making a hell of a lot of sense. It just it flows well, you know, Batman going at these ninjas. But then we cut back over to the sewers, where um, basically the Ninja Turtles fuck up Croc's crew. Yeah, because they're, well... Broke his video game. Shit. <laughs> He's pissed. I kind of, I like how this guy draws fight scenes. I like how he has Donatello sweep, sweeping the guy with his bow and uh, Raphael stopping the, the muzzle of that rifle with um, his sigh. You know, it's really well thought out. You know what's pretty clever too, though, they have in there? When um, Donnie and Raphael just sitting there like, about, and Croc coming up on him. <clears throat> I'm just saying these places are different. I mean, back home, this whole city is just a big field right in the center of the state. of, And then he's like, oh, right, the monster thing. Hmm. So, I mean, with Gotham, I guess everybody still argues where it's based over, right? It's, it's New York or New Jersey. Uh, I just thought it was a little clever because the Turtles are based out of New York. Really? I was going to say that, too. I, I like how they allude to the fact that the two universes are totally separate. Even yes. Batman in in the cave, you know, do, doing the detective work and trying to find find out and figure out who the Foot Clan are, he's like, "No, this is something different. These guys are different than anything else that that uh, I faced. They're different from the League of Assassins." Mm. And when he meets them, he's like, "Who are you? Where are you from?" Yeah. And they tell him, "We're trying to get back home." Just like the turtles say that they're trying to find. Well, they actually just say that they're not from. Wherever this Gotham, wherever this city's from, 
I like how Batman studies their fighting styles. What was it, based on bruises and things like that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that was pretty clever, trying to figure out how. Because he, at first, they thought it might be, um, what was it, the League of Shadows? Or yeah. Was, yeah. And then he um, ranked that out because just... You know, judging by their fighting styles, I thought that was pretty clever as well. And that, and that, uh, there hadn't been an attack on him, right? To keep him out of it. Right. And then uh, Michelangelo goes at Croc and says, "This is for my pony racers." So <laughs> his video, something game. we've all said at one time or another. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag yeah. pony racer. They didn't even show Batman fighting. All you see is a bunch of with soldiers on the floor and Batman holding one. So Lay the fuck out. Yeah, yeah, he fucked them up, boy. He fucking, he carry Kelly their ass from Dark Knight 3. <laughs> Just laid out 10 motherfuckers at once. And, ding, um, ding, bitch. He's asking, he's thinking they're metahumans. The foot soldier mentions the turtles and then Batman starts questioning who that is. And then all like, of a sudden turtles? he looks up and this is one of the scenes that I never thought I would see in my entire life, but... You pretty much have Shredder staring down at Batman, and I'm like, whoa! <laughs> that was a, Love it. That and was the way he crazy. talks to Batman, it's almost like he's showing him respect. He is, because ba- yeah. Shredder says to Batman, he says, uh, "This is not your battle, warrior." He senses, well, he senses that he's a warrior, and he has developed a fighting style. So after seeing him whip the foot soldier's ass, I like yeah, he even gives an option to leave, and he's like, "You can leave now, or you're gonna burn the rest of your people." Batman looks. Kind of like a samurai, like Shredder kind of looks, you know? That's the way his suit and armor almost kind of match Shredder in a way. In the movie, was it, did it come out in what, 85? I think 85 or 80? I think it was... No, I think it was, was it a little later than that, I think. Yeah, maybe 89. 89. <laughs> it was 89? Oh, so. shit, it was 89, really? Yeah, yeah. I think so. Damn. You know, that's like interesting because... Uh, had, had to deal with Big Dick Keaton, you know? It's tough. Yeah, yeah. I was really into Turtles too as a kid, though, but not nearly as much as Batman. But yeah. uh, Turtles was up there, man. Like, I, I, what little kid didn't, you know, want to be? And the thing about Turtles too is that my um, uncle was super into the Turtles, and he was only about five years older than me, and he had all the toys. Like, he was old enough to have gotten the toys over a couple of birthdays. So when I got into it, he already had like you know the line of them. He had like I remember a shoebox just full of Ninja Turtle toys. I was super jealous of him. That's but, awesome. You remember the um, the four player turtles game? Yeah. Yes. That game was fucking awesome. That was awesome. game? Mm. Fuck yeah. I always had to get Donatello. He was always my favorite. Um, that was that uh, pizza joint I used to go to. Pizza. <laughs> Just enough grease on the fucking handle. Fuck. Just enough grease. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, um, something about the art that I dig. Is uh, it's super gritty, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah, you know, he, uh... he draws the Ninja Turtles a lot better than he draws Batman. <laughs> he really does. Yeah, can... He does. But that's yeah, fine. You can I tell. Mean, I don't you think Batman what, looks that, bad. It just goes to show that, dude, not every artist can pick up and, and yeah. draw Batman. Right. Yeah. Right. And it's yeah, exactly. Like it's a character that a lot of the a lot of the artists that you know we look at or we enjoy. They've probably been, you know, in love with Batman since they were kids. So they've probably been drawing them since they were kids. Who knows if this dude, you know, is, I don't know if uh, his uh, he's definitely pulling the uh, the big badass fucking gigantic like origins or like you know he's got that big hulking shoulder, big chest. 
Well, he kind oh, of has got... to because you have four turtles and one Batman, so you're gonna have to make Batman big with more presence if he's you know going against be... four entities. Upstage in the turtles. Is he gonna be the same artist on all six issues? Good question. Yeah, not sure. Probably. Has anybody read? Uh, has anybody ever pulled the current run of the turtles? Yeah, man. IDW. You, you pulling it? Oh yeah. Um, as far as story goes, because is Eastman drawing and writing it right now? No, he's just doing variant covers. So. Oh, okay. He's not like. No, but um, he's not doing. No, no. Current IDW thing is phenomenal. It's just action packed. It's the turtles we've grown to love and respect. You know, it's just that tone. Yeah, I I was I pulled the uh, the arc of uh, I pulled the arc before the arc during and the one after of Donatello. All oh, right, so, yeah. Um, but I, when I was reading it, I thought it was fucking awesome. It was yeah. brutal too, man. It is. It's gritty. Fucking... They wanted they wanted to bring it back to that gritty nature. Um, yeah. Between the ID, between IDW's Ninja Turtle comic run and Nickelodeon's cartoon, it's it's two things that are keeping the integrity of the turtles alive i mean i've never seen the movie some people say it's it's pretty good but the look alone to me just does a lot of damage for the way we see the turtles the new movies yeah like the big alien monster booger monster turtles you know (laughs) booger monster (laughs) yeah you know that the thing is is i i can't understand why they didn't choose to go like old school fucking just dudes in rubber suits, you know? Yes, dude. That was that's the look that'll always be in my mind. Like if I look for a movie, it this movie was good. I, I mean, I saw it in theaters. It wasn't wasn't bad, but nothing comes close to that original look, dude. Right? It just I feel like, and you know, it was fucking Jim Henson's by the way too. So they didn't fuck around when getting like the big the big baddies of uh, you know the the puppet world. But um, so right there, you know, it's quality right there. I don't know if. I'm pretty sure they're still doing stuff like that with that studio, but it's not run by him obviously anymore because he passed away. But yeah, man, there's so much that is is to be said about a guy in a suit because physically he's there interacting with the other actors, so it's just real in, in a sense, you know. And it just lets it's easier to buy into as uh, when you kind of have the digital kind of the CGI, you know. It just doesn't. I don't know. To me, it's just like we're so fucking um, spoiled with how much technology we have that. For our eyes, it's easy to kind of point out what's fake and what's not anymore. That's why um, Gremlins look, still looks so good and holds its yeah. own because it was yeah. all mechanized puppets. And recently they announced that they are making part three, which I'm very excited about because um, the original guy who did it is going to do it. He wants to keep it as serious as the first one. And it's going to have like a Jurassic Park kind of feel to it. So mm. I'm really you excited. Guys, uh... Did you guys know that uh, the the voice actor who did the voices for Gremlins uh, was the same voice actor who did the voice for Salacious, um, the little fucking Job of the Hut weasel guy? Mm-hmm. Huh. S- same same guy. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Love uh, him. <laughs> I loved him in Star Trek. <laughs> who didn't? <laughs> <laughs> when i was at a um i think it was WonderCon. there's this guy who was walking around with like salacious like he had like a puppet of him and he would open the mouth and he would like do movements of him and he had like like five or six different like sound bites of like laughs and like phrases and shit and i was like did where did you like did you make that puppet the guy's like yeah i made it and i go how did you like how did you get the sound bites and he goes oh i just ripped them off of the gremlins movies 
He goes, the actor who did those voices is the same actor who did the the voice for Salacious, and he's like doing the same, doing very similar like yells and screams and stuff, and throughout the movie, so it's awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, but to wrap it up, so basically, Croc and his henchmen pretty much trash. The Ninja Turtles hide out. Splinter says they've done well, but they have to leave. Splinter. Uh, they climb up to street level, and right in front of them is this badass Batmobile. <laughs> Who is it? Uh, Donatello's like, she's beautiful, <laughs> and. uh <laughs> Michelangelo's like, uh, Donnie. And uh, they look up. They see Batman looking down at them. And he goes, I think she's taken. And Batman's just looking down at them. And he says, turtles. It's interesting. He keeps saying turtles as if he's obsessed with figuring out what's behind What they them. are? Yeah. Even, Maybe just like in disbelief. Probably. Even like, you know, when turtles, fighting the Foot man. Clan and all that, he just can't get the word turtles out of his. Another, it's another way to say what the fuck. Pretty yeah. much. Um, so <laughs> he's turtles. Down with them. So this is the first time Batman encounters the Ninja Turtles. They're uh, Mike. Um, fucking Leonardo's pulling out a katana. Raphael got his size ready. Michelangelo's like, what the fuck? Even Splinter's ready to get it on. So you can imagine that in the next issue, you're gonna see some fucking brawling going down before we uh, all figure out, you know, what's gonna happen next. This is part one of a six-issue series. Batman Ninja Turtles and the way I can sum it up is it's so far it's a hell of a lot of fun like as expected so, yeah. yeah so do you want to see them fight Batman oh absolutely no I want them to hug it out fuck you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean it, it, it's just so kind of cliche where like heroes meet they gotta fight first before they realize oh we need to team up Cool. So turtles. Hey, you know the cover alone is fucking sweet looking, right? Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys get yeah. any of the variants? The Gabriel Del Auto coming tomorrow, so I'm really excited about that one. Check it out. I got a. I I got it on digital because I wanted to read it first thing on the Poopy Throne this morning. <laughs> and uh, as you all know, the digitals come with uh, the um, the retailer, not the retailer. What do you call it? The standard variants. Mm. I think it only came with one that I see. It's just the Eastman variant that it, that came with the digital. Oh, I gotta get that one too. Yeah, I I think that's all that uh, went to regular shops. shops aside from the retailer exclusives. Yeah, I think it was just the Eastman yeah. and the blank there. You know, when when this this series was first announced at Comic Con uh, this past summer, people were going ape shit over it, dude. It was like probably the most talked about thing for like the the day that it was announced. There was a bunch of shit that came out day of, but that was like top of everyone's you know conversation was. Uh, Batman Ninja Turtles and what was interesting is that like right after it was announced within hours when you walk around like Artist Alley or any of the different vendors dude like artists were already drawing like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Batman on blank covers yeah man I I thought that was cool I was in disbelief I couldn't believe it as much as you know you see the fan art and you imagine but I never thought something like this would happen so it's It's just so it's so out there. It definitely is. And, Dude, you know, you know the, the one cool, the thing I I really like about it is that they're crossing over with uh, IDW and IDW has all the rights to all the oh, old everything. school cartoons. Everything. And yeah. I love that. They yeah. already did a, a Green Lantern Star Trek crossover. Nice. <laughs> it's crazy. 
No, it ain't fucking Star Wars. I'm just happy this came out. Fucking reading this comic, Batman, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, eating pizza. The only thing better could be me riding around the back of a limo like I'm in Home Alone 2. Or Blake Check. Hey, it's me, Jason Statham. Yeah, that's right, the transporter. If there's one thing I listen to while driving around kicking the ass of drug lords and stealing their girlfriends... It's Bad Force Radio. And remember, Tommy the Tit listens to Bad Force Radio. And if he ain't, he should be. Batman number 47 by Greg Capullo and Scott Snyder. Um, So this book, um, what is it it called? Super Heavy? Super Heavy Part 7. Part 7. This book has definitely... Could have had only four and I would have been fine with that. (laughs) Not going to lie to you. Definitely uh, ignited... A little more interest recently. This book was dying, and this issue right now uh, made it a little more interesting. Yeah, uh, you know, I have to say, I think um, the first couple, the first, the first Bloom issue was fucking awesome. Right, started yeah. started out real strong. The uh, the jock the jock one off. Um, oh, that was nice. Yeah, was jump. nice, and then then uh, you know what happened is that. Jeff Johns came out with um, Dark Side War. Dark, Dark Side War. War, dude. He came out with Dark Side War, and he was just like, Killing that's like it. basically like, I mean, you're showing off like, you know, you're showing off your like six inch wiener, right? And then someone comes in and just plops down a fucking nine incher on the table. It's like, <laughs> look at this bitch. Oh, wow. You know what I mean? Go long, huh? Yeah. Basically, Jeff Johns comes out with uh, Dark with Side the War. Dark Side War in the middle of Super Heavy, and that's just an amazing storyline. I mean, yeah. every issue of that has just been like boom, Plus boom, boom. Yeah, Jason Fabok too. You know. It's yeah, cool. the art is amazing. You know, and then even the one shots with the art by uh, what's his name, Manipal. Uh, uh, yeah, those are amazing. And then, yeah, and then Miller and Azarello come out with Dark Knight 3, and it's just like... Like, boom! Yeah, dude. And even, you know, it snuck in there, Europa. too. I was about to say, that snuck in there, too, and that shit was boom! boom. And so it kind of, like, for me, it distracted me away from the Snyder Capullo run, and it almost made me feel like, damn, dude, like, this other stuff is making my nipples a little bit harder than, than the super heavy stuff, but but this issue brought it back for sure. This is issue, what the point I think, is. saved face it yeah um, to, to wrap it up quick uh gordon bat robo bat bunny um figures out a way to beat bloom at the moment they take him into custody and all of a sudden there's like more blooms on top of the <laughs> 20 other yeah blooms all over which, the place which is really cool really, because yeah this kind of reminds me of like the dark knight when they have the joker in custody but it was all part of the plan you know yeah so, yeah. That was really cool. Uh, I really like when Gordon's about to take off Bloom's mask, and then the other Blooms come. You're like almost. I was almost thinking because Snyder's been hinting at a, a reveal, or a, when Gordon's lifting up the mask, I'm like, oh, it's Jason Todd under the under the mask. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, that's it's funny oh, because fuck. I thought that the reveal of whatever character was returning was going to be Bloom the whole time, uh, similar to how Grant Morrison did it in his run. Um, and in reality, it's completely kind of threw you kind of for a loop and, Oh my God, dude, it's just so good. So fucking in the, the way that, you know, it's cutting in between in and out of what Gordon's doing and talking about. And it's jumping back and forth to Bruce and uh, Duke. And that's super cinematic, you know, just the way it it overlaps and stuff. So Duke is escaping 
the Iceberg Lounge? Was that yeah. the Yeah. And it's cool because you got the ventriloquist. Who's the black mask there? And a fucking yeah. Bunch of motherfuckers. Wah, 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 wah. He, he escapes. He sees Bruce kind of saves his ass. After Penguin with his shirt off in the Iceberg Lounge. <laughs> yeah, he's got he's got his belly exposed. You know, it's kind of like what I look like after I get home from work. I got my shirt like half on, half off. My belly's hanging out. I love the two henchmen. They're like, oh, look, a black robin, and they start laughing. (laughs) (laughs) I was almost thinking, is that racist? I don't know. Is that racist? And then Bruce, like, knocks them both out with a baseball bat, doesn't he? Yeah. That was pretty cool with the bat. And then, interestingly enough, Duke is trying to remind Bruce who he was. I have a question about that. Have you guys been reading We Are Robin? Yes. And the Robin War. Is that explained? Because it seems as if Duke already knows who Bruce is. Uh, well, didn't he know back in Zero Year? He saw you know, you that, know what? Saw I, that, I don't man. think he completely knows, but I think he this knows. issue think in he this knows. issue where it, fla- it shows the flashback, yeah, and it shows him grab him on the shoulder. I think at that that point he knows. Right. Yeah, but yeah. whose flashback is that? Is that Duke's flashback or is that Bruce having a flashback? Well, well, if it was Bruce, then he would know more that he is Batman, or I think so he's starting yeah, to realize yeah. it. So it's Duke. Think, it's Duke, Duke yeah, really yeah. great scene where Duke and Bruce Wayne are on a subway platform, the tracks on yeah. the subway, and you see a train coming towards them with two headlights, and then all of a sudden Bruce views it as this giant bat. So, I got so turned on, dude, when I was, saw that. That was pretty cool. You know, so good, I, man. Yeah. It, you know, it just basically culminated in everything that we've been wanting is Bruce coming back, Batman. Yeah. You know, and then um, and then the big uh, the the sweet spot, the yeah. end of this book, smudge free, smudge free sweet spot. <laughs> basically, uh, the uh, Bruce Wayne sits on that park bench. I mentioned something like this back in the Bloomsday episode. You called I, it. I I asked the question. I thought it could happen, but you guys didn't think so. You thought he was going to be put away for a long time, but well, Scott said that it was going to be Bizarro. Right. Well, it could be Bizarro. Yeah. yeah. Well, what's yeah. funny is that um, you know when Snyder, you know, he always posts on Instagram, like when he gets his comps, you know, for the upcoming issue, and he, you know, he kind of teased it a little bit, and he said, you know, in a return of a of a key figure, and all these people are, you know giving their guesses and all this stuff and this Zara. guy says it's gonna be the joker <laughs> you know right when bruce and then people wayne, just shit on him for even for even mentioning it right when bruce wayne sat on that park bench and he was approached by someone i was like yeah, i know that has to be he sits down and the joker's right next yeah to him. i knew it too right? and especially when he goes i was in an accident he says oh that's funny so was i yes yes so funny. yeah that yeah. chills dude <laughs> Chells, bro. Chells. And now we're like, oh, so that's pretty crazy. Batman and the Joker sitting down on a Gotham City park bench, not remembering who they were. That's crazy. Yeah, because just just like Bruce was kind of re reformed uh, after the accident by uh, the what was it called? Uh, Dionysium. Dionysium. Dionysium way back. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so just like that, just like he was reformed, Joker was reformed too. So we're seeing uh, a pre-Ace uh, Chemicals uh, version of Joker. I kind of think that some someone found them and did something to them as well to suspend their memory 
or something. Like it sure seems like that. Right? It feels like somebody's keeping them at bay. Ooh. I think it's Bruce's girlfriend. I think it's Bizarro. Oh. Yeah, I thought it was Bruce's girlfriend too, but you know. Julie Meadows? Yeah, yeah Julie Madison, right? Mad- Madison, sorry. There's some about her I don't trust. But the tattoos, yeah, it's the arm tattoos. What made this what, <laughs> what made this issue great now we have Bloom and the Joker in one arc, so that makes it a hell of a lot more interesting at this point. And we're also at a point where Bruce is now aware that he was previously bad. I like how Duke was giving Bruce examples of all the ways he figures things out. That was pretty yeah, tough. Yeah, yeah. You know, I actually like Duke's character. Oh, here we go. Oh, here we go. Oh, like <laughs> so like yeah. <laughs> Don't change my mind. The only one that survives <laughs> that we are Robin. Have a Mary Harper row now. <laughs> oh yeah. You know, you guys talking about uh We Are Robin and Robin War has got me I wasn't gonna give a shit about it and I wasn't gonna pick it up, but I bought I got Robin War number one uh today and then I'm gonna get those uh tie ins that Robin was talking about. And now and now you're all moist. Look, Don't man, I can't the tell red you guys... hood. Just rip it. Sucked. Just oh rip my it. God, that's the worst yeah. one, man. Hey, um <laughs> quick question. Brutal. What issue of Batman and Robin Eternal we are we on now? Ten? Yes. Fuck! I must have missed last week because I only have nine. I'm waiting for that new villain where he's a, actually he's like a pizza delivery man, and then he just kills someone every time they order. <laughs> that would fucking be dead in the first issue. <laughs> <laughs> I'd eat it. <laughs> you know what was genius? Is there was this metal band a couple of years ago, probably like ten years ago actually. It's called Horse the Band. It's like a, they're kind of like a joke, not a joke band, but they didn't take themselves too seriously. But they were on tour, and they were driving through like New York or something while they were on tour, and they they ate New York pizza and they canceled the rest of their tour, and they drove back home to wherever they were from, and they recorded an EP like a four or five track EP called Pizza, and it was it came in a, in a mini pizza box. The CD looked like a pizza, and it was fucking awesome. No. And this goes to show the power of pizza. But uh, who's eating? Who's eating a delicious slice right now? I'm eating M and M's. Oh, nice. you're washing them down. Washing yeah, you gotta have down? dessert if you're fucking fat. Are you going back <laughs> to pizza, or are you done with your pizza, though? No, I'm ready to puke. <laughs> so he's, he's gonna he's gonna pound M and M's until he feels better. <laughs> <laughs> uh.